Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of The Startup Diary. I am Harrison Merge, and I am with my co-host, Adam Callow. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. If you're new to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it's like to build a business. I'm trying to get the energy levels up to Harry's levels, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, if you are new here, I guess just a bit of context, because I try and get this in at least every 20, 30 shows. Um, I run a small business. We bootstrapped it, seed capital, bit of venture. Me and Harry. Get it in every 20, 30 show. You mean every show? I don't do this bit. I don't do this bit, Harry. And as you can tell, uh, so me and Harry are good friends. We go way back when. Uh, probably been best friends for nearly 20 years now. Oh, my gosh. But we also work together uh, in the company mm-hmm. of uh, School Expert Trades. So I started about seven years ago. Harry joined us probably about three years ago now. I'm just trying to get people up to speak because they probably I think know it's that we've got. Beyond three years ago now, is it? You probably didn't have a contract for more than three mm. years. <laughs> Six months if we're going off contractual <laughs> obligations. Uh, so yeah, this is where we're trying to share everything that's going on. Harry, how are you, mate? I am good. I'm good. Uh, a little tired, actually. Ironically, full of energy, but also kind of tired. It's and a I, productive tired, though. Yeah, but I'm like, I slept really weird. Like I slept You do so, sleep really weird. I slept heavy last night. If you want to hear about Harry's sleeping out. habits, shameless yeah. plug. If you're a dad, don't forget, head over to the podcast's app of your choice. That was a long way of saying not, that. Non-parents also welcome. Nah, not really. But um, target yeah. audiences, you know. Target audience. Hey, if you're a dad and you listen to Startup <laughs> Diary and you want to hear me and Harry shoot the shit about parenthood, don't forget, head over to your podcast player of choice and search for Dad Knows Best. Um, you can hear about Harry's weird ass sleeping habits, um, <laughs> which was a recent show. Oh, but that's not this show, Harry. This show is all about business. Um, business. <laughs> so on the note of business, um, so we like to come on the mics and share what it's like on a on a on a weekly basis. <laughs> Immature, Adam. Immature. <laughs> Trying to get through that. Um, so we like to jump onto the mics and speak on like a blow by blow weekly basis. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on trucking with this one, um, and just like you can make a like real you say, good share, edit of this. share the highs and the lows. Um, so interestingly, we have um, because of certain change—not changes, but certain things that we do now in the business. We do OKRs. We get laser focused now on like a quarterly basis. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually made this job of making a podcast a little bit harder because whereas before it was like. Literally on a seven-day period, something different would be happening. I'd have an idea, is what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> so we'd be trying new things. We'd be moving. We'd be agile. Now we are focused, like I say, for the quarter. So it feels like the some of the conversations that we'll have on it that are specific to the business and direction or changes or anything like that will be on a quarterly basis. But on but on that, just to comment is. One, that shows real progression within the company Mm -hmm. because um, every company eventually has to grow up from the ideation, pivoting, let's try new ideas to we actually have something here that works. And it doesn't mean we don't have a startup mentality and um, speed, aggression and and being agile, but it means we're sort of going deeper and doing better work on a smaller number of Mm -hmm. things compared to let's go wide. Uh, So it will probably mean on the podcast we go deeper into topics that we're working on. And because we're going to find new challenges at different levels as we mm-hmm. go deeper, that's probably where more shows are going to be focused. Yeah. So on that note, for example, we've got different projects and um, objectives for the quarter. Mm-hmm. And within that, we are diving into um, 
diving into those projects on a on a far deeper deeper scale just doing better work like the level of the level of care that mm-hmm. we're putting into everything we do right now because we have more time to focus on it because yeah. we understand the commercial impacts of what we're doing uh, because we're doing less stuff when you do less stuff you can't just get the shot and spray the shot and see what hits um <laughs> you've been immature as well now um <laughs> you're giving it all the hand gestures <laughs> Well, I can't help it, guys, if the audio's off on this as well. Like, I'm holding... We need some more boom mics. Um, yeah. I'm holding the mic. Yeah, if so. you're hearing any thuds or rattles, it's because we've we've regressed to our older stand mics that are on a rickety table right now. So apologies for that. But we'll get some fancy new booms very soon. Yep. New so, booms coming soon. So, yeah, we're, we're doing less, but... We're doing less, but better is probably the best way to think about it. So, um... What has been implemented recently on all of these different projects is something called what we, I don't know if we call it, if it's an internal thing or if it's an actual mm-hmm. technical term, but we call, the, we call these uh, task forces. Oh, okay. Yep. So for example, let's use tool talk for an example. We're, yep. uh, we're splitting out the tool talk um, platform from the expert trade side of things because it was like we're sort of mixing business with pleasure we're trying to make them two separate things can i comment on that quickly yeah just for an explanation for the audience is again this is one of those insights of like because we've gone deeper on our data and we learned more about our audience because we had a bit more time to look into it yeah we realized that in one app we're trying to serve two different types of trades professional Mm -hmm. and we we internally call them the business owner and the tool lover um business owner is there to do run their business very commercial, has to just be stable as everything. Doesn't have to be, has to be good to use, but doesn't have to be over-engineered for a great user experience. Has to be more functional. Tool lover, there for deals, news, information. They like tool porn, as the trades call it. Um, New tools, let's talk about it. Um, But we've been trying to like wedge that into one app. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, we've basically had to make sacrifices on both sides of that um, user journey. So we've made the decision to spend a lot of money uh, split this app out and have a dedicated tool talk app and so your project lead on that basically uh, that's you're the product manager for, mm-hmm. for tool talk um i don't know where you're going but i just wanted to just come yeah so i kind of wanted to i wanted to just talk about the idea or concept of task forces that we <laughs> that we've been doing like um where you are you sort of open it with like oh we're all, we're all equal there's no sort of there's no lead there's no hierarchy and all this jazz um, but it feels like when we do these things, there's, they just feel like hyper-focused. We're getting results. And I'm try- I guess a question I want to sort of put to you and see if we can sort of explain what the difference between a task force is on a little project and just another meeting with the relevant people for the team. Mm-hmm. Like the because there almost isn't a difference right it's just like the key people are around the table but for some reason when we go into them we we get i feel like we're getting so much more done yeah. now is that because we're tackling less but focusing more or is it like the approach that we're taking it's a great question why why have you called them the task force is that something you learned or heard or <laughs> i heard it cuz i'm a marketer I, I, I heard it and i heard it um when i was laughing at Donald Trump and some of his speeches because he ref- I just like the word I just like the word task force to be honest it just sounded cool inspired by Trump is that uh, what you said I never want to hear that sentence like nothing's ever insp- I'm not going to go political <laughs> um, I heard Donald Trump talk about task forces and then I actually think Boris did something similar because what they do the idea behind a task force from how I understood it was 
as an org- organization grows, we have departments. We've got a web team, we've got mm-hmm. an office team, we've got tool talk, we've got commercial. Uh, and that department runs, uh, as, I don't want to say like a silo, but it is kind of like a, a department and a silo within the business. And you have people that work under that department. And what happened with the task force from what I took away from it is they basically picked the best, they had an objective. And then they said, take hierarchy, who reports into who, just mm. off the table. Who are the best people that I can put around a table to get this objective complete? And I thought, that's really fucking cool. Mm. Like, and then I realized we're such a tiny company. Like, depart- we should never have departments. Like, we're mm. so small in the big scheme of things. Like, we shouldn't have departments. So I kind of wanted to bring that learning and I guess more importantly, that ethos into the company, which is, hey, there's a project. We need this project done. So I've then looked around the company and said, if I could build my A team for this project, who would be on this team? Brought those people together. And from a hierarchy perspective, the reason I wanted to explain to them there's no hierarchy is because my goal is basically putting that task force shoulder to shoulder and saying, you're all in this together. There is no real hierarchy. It's here's an objective. I come in set the strategy work with the team for the first few meetings and then i can Mm -hmm. disappear into somewhere else in the business that needs my attention and know that i've got the best minds working on the hardest problems that are going to have the biggest impact within the company and we did one with work with which is our new so we're creating a a new website for brands so probably on front of the show we probably touched on it briefly uh, we are moving away from bad revenue to what we class as good revenue so scalable revenue we want to focus on our community we only want to focus on revenue that as we engage and grow our community, those revenues grow. So we're not swapping time for money, basically. That's what we're trying to move away from. Mm. Um, so productizing our services, we did a whole heap of work and we've gone from offering 35 to 40 different things down to 12 things under six categories. And that's the only things we're going to do. And by by doing that, it creates a lot of opportunity elsewhere in the business. Mm-hmm. But work with... It's what we're calling it. So it's our work with task force because we want people to work with expert trades. And that's gone really well. And then we've had the new initiative, not a new initiative, but we are now at a point where we need to start thinking about promotion and scaling tool talk activity. Web goes live in a week or probably the same week this goes live. And then the app's in a few months time. So I sort of like went to my whiteboard. I was like, cool. What are the moving parts to make tool talk a success? And I take dev off the table because mm. dev is always required for what we do. So whether it's dev with Mark or dev with Appley or a conjunction of the two, like Mark is like me. He's involved in everything in some way or another. He's the CTO of the business. Like he has to have his finger in every pie. So I'm like, okay, take dev off the table. Who are the people? What are you grinning at? <laughs> you started it. <laughs> you think about every connotation, everything that I say right now. I might start dropping them in now. Um, so... Because me and Mark involved in everything, I was like, who are the people that I need to make Tool Talk a success? So I was like, okay, who's looking after the product? You. Mm-hmm. Sorted. Product and creative, you. Nailed it. Danny Batch and our team, we need acquisition, we need growth. Cool. Danny Batch, you're on this task force. Perfect. Commercials, me. I like to sell stuff. I'll do that. And I've got Sarah and Kat help me on that. And then there was a missing piece of the puzzle. And I guess that's one thing that task force really helps with. What you don't do is you don't look around your team and say, okay, guys, how do I make you guys fit this plan? Mm -hmm. I did it the inverse, which is probably a a key learning, actually. I said, this is the objective and the strategy. Here's the roles I need. Who's best fit? 
So I was like, okay, cool, I need this role. I need a systems person. I need someone that can make this scalable, process-driven. We don't really have anyone in our team to do that. We have people that could learn it, but that takes too much time. So I was like, okay, I need to look outside the company for this person. Lucky for us, the, we thir- know a guy. <laughs> the third leg of MBS um, <laughs> is, is Sam Wilcox, who, uh, for those of you who don't know, he runs a company called Tribecto, which is marketing automations. Um, and he's like one of the UK's leading guys on a service called Entreport. So I kind of, <laughs> I've been working on Sam for a while, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, he's soon to be on payroll. Uh, so, then, so then we had this conversation and it was like, yeah, I hope you get it set up. And then I kind of had a conversation with him. It was like, I don't just need you to set it up because this is an ongoing requirement within the business. I either need you to set it up and then hand it over to someone and train them, or I kind of need you to help be part of this on an ongoing basis. Great news is, Sam is now doing a day and a half a week with with us as a team member. So, uh, and I say that because he he doesn't just care about the contract value; he cares about the success mm-hmm. of the business. So that's an amazing fit. So, from a task force perspective, the reason that I am really gravitating towards those is we're too small to have departments. Um, I think that some of that though is was from the idea that we were trying to grow, right? So we were like, cool, we need to categorize the teams in two departments because we're going to be adding two, three, four, five, ten people into the mix very soon. So we need a very clear structure to the business. So mm-hmm. that's just legacy structure, I guess. Legacy structure that, to be honest, probably wouldn't have changed if COVID didn't happen because COVID uh, won for a lot of businesses. If, if I, I always feel like I need to say it. If you've been hit by COVID uh, in a severe negative way, hearts go out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you will get Definitely. through this. I promise you'll get through this. Uh, but for us, we were, it hit us significantly from a revenue perspective, but we, we had a good year last year. So we had an opportunity to weather the storm. What it allowed us to do, as I think I said on a previous show, is my chairman said, Adam, imagine you come into Expert Trades and you're a new CEO to this business. What would you change and do differently? And what I, how I see my team now, because we're so small, I try to historically build these departments to then scale that department. Web team is an example. Let's scale that. Office team, let's scale that. Now what I do is I say I'm surrounded by eight players and we have a relatively small number of things we need to do. And they're the two things that have changed mindset to to cover off what you said at the top of the show. We're not doing loads of new things now. Mm. I know everything that we're going to do before the end of our financial year in 10 and a half months time. So then I look at everyone and go, cool guys, here's where we're going. Richard Chappell, friend of the show. He said to me, tell everyone you're going to Paris. Cool. If you've got A players, you don't need to tell them which plane to get or whether you're going by bus or going by coach. You say, I will meet you at the Eiffel Tower at two o'clock next Tuesday. That's what I'm doing. Mm. And then I'm organizing the people, putting them together and saying, you guys meet me at Paris. You, this team over here, meet me in Russia. That team over there, meet me in Ohio. Don't know where these places are coming from, by the way. <laughs> I just got an interview with a guy from Ohio. I think that's where that one came from. Um, but I am. It's it's forced me to allow more autonomy within the team. And because the team has impressed me so much in the last 12 weeks, I can do it with absolute confidence. Just to put in perspective, the level of risk, air quotes, risk that we are taking within this business is higher than we've ever done. Comes back to the conversation about the board meeting. We are, risk has never been cheaper. That was on a podcast recently. Mm-hmm. Completely believe in that. We are leaning into the opportunity and what task, force, task forces are allowing us to do is deploy the right people without the hierarchy or concerns of who reports into who to just get the job done. I don't know if it scales. I have no idea. 
And normally that would paralyze me. Normally I'd be thinking, I know, but what, when does the task force become a department? And what happens when this project's over? Do you disband the task force like all this? Well, I, I, I think the answer to that is probably potentially yes. Mm-hmm. Um, because unless there's another project that requires the exact same people, then it will disband. Like you, the, the, the idea is that you, you build a task force around the task. The key, the key thing is for me is I'm one I'm built completely agree I'm building the task force around the task to deliver an objective that objective should be sustainable for the business and then I build a full time team around the biz, that mm-hmm. part of the business so there will be people in the company that are just working on tool talk exclusively doing their roles what the task force allows us to do is move quickly fail quickly learn and deploy processes that work because I've got mm. the people in the business that know what they're doing and we can work together collaboratively to get there quicker. Then we go, okay, here's what we do. Here's what Tool Talk is. Here's the process, rinse and repeat, document it. Then we can hire people in and say, cool, you are the person that is required to do promotions for daily deals on Tool Talk. We've been doing it for three months as a task force. This is now your full-time role, go. And then you replace those task force members mm. who in theory are A players, know the whole business. You can then recruit people and then allow the time for onboarding into the role while those people then move on to the next thing. Like paratroopers. Mm-hmm. Like they fucking drop in behind enemy lines. They fucking destroy shit, get the job done, and then they go. Like that's for me what a task force is. <laughs> but in the universe, we're not destroying shit. They're going in, getting a job done, and then mm-hmm. moving on. That's what we're doing. Like it. Um, one question I have on that is, will the idea of... Is, is task forces a small and agile thing right now while COVID's on or not necessarily COVID, but we're still small, we're still responsive, reactive, and we're st- trying to stay agile. Is this something that will be sustained long-term? So like, and I, I feel like you've probably already answered the question because the goal is right to just have a task force, build a process, pull staff in to then man that and then task force moves on to the next thing, right? Yeah, for me, there's, I guess there's two things. There's... I'm already seeing, it's early doors, but I'm already seeing a great benefit largely down to energy levels mm. because what you're doing is you're pulling people in that technically sometimes don't work together as closely as they are now. So it strengthens culture um, and also does help people understand that regardless of what you do within the business, we're all going in the same direction. So there's a massive culture benefit. I think task forces, from how I see them today, are extremely beneficial when you have a very clear goal that you need to achieve and a compressed amount of time because it's all about speed for that team Mm. to come together. Um, So I'd probably say for me, 100% yes, we'll be continuing it when needed, not for the sake of pulling people together on airy-fairy projects. So when needed, when change is needed, and 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 it's of significant impact to the business because this does distract people from air quotes their day-to-day activities but it's a prioritization point of view is the task force work is more important because of the impacts it's making so i think they feel quite exciting though like you say because it's a it's not the norm you're not in your department in air yep. quotes you are in a task force where you you might be you are mixing with different people there's a there's like a we need to get shit done mentality and and energy about it so it's completely it does feel different. and that's my second point is if you look at someone like uh, James Merrick's, uh, a friend of the company who runs uh, Appley, um, 
he does like an R&D day. So 20% of his staff's time is spent on R&D where they get together in pods and work on new stuff. Nice. And that's innovative and it's culture building and it keeps them on the forefront of what's mm. going on. Uh, and you look at historically, I'm not, I assume they don't do it anymore, but Google used to have 20% time, whereas you get to choose a project you want to work on because it's about energy and keeping ideas fresh within the business. For me, this is also, it's beneficial because you get the best minds working on the hardest problems because it's making the biggest impact. Um, but also it keeps people fresh in terms of you can get stuck in the day. If you were just editing video five days a week for brand stuff, mm-hmm. I know you love video, but there's a limit to how much your brain will take of that. Mm-hmm. Even if you knew that on a Wednesday once a week, you would get dropped into this project thing that we're working on. It was a, f- a fresh thing. And people like challenge. People weirdly mm-hmm. like a challenge. And I think one of the, like, the overriding benefit is it just is a constant reminder that we are one single unit as a team. Like it breaks down all these little barriers that naturally form over time within the company because people work on specific services or projects. Mm-hmm. It reminds everyone that we are in this together and that's the direction we're going. And I think there's a huge amount of benefits I've seen so far. I don't know how it scales. I don't know how we roll it out longer term. I don't care. That's the stuff I used to be concerned about. It's working now. And we've got a plan for the next 10 and a half months. That's plenty for me. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. It feels like the team's enjoying it. Yeah, there's nothing else ready for me to say on this. I think it's an interesting concept. So if you're listening to this right now and you are a small business owner trying to think about how you get your team to operationally do something different, the problem is, and it's a really interesting one actually because one of my board members spoke to me about task forces. He's like, on our board call, I spoke about a task force. And he was like, what do you mean by task force? And I explained it to him. It was like, this will help me. I'm like, why? Because he runs a company that's got 300 staff and Mm. he wants to do something innovative within that company. But the problem is, is there is so much bureaucracy and hierarchy that it makes it difficult because all of a sudden this thing has to then report into him. And then Mm -hmm. how is that perceived within the company? How he's rolling this out now in a large company is, hey, we've got this project and it's really important to me. So I'm creating this task force, which I'm pulling this, this, and this person together on a 90-day period to test my assumption in this area. And they're going to report directly into me. Because what happens in large companies is if you report into the CEO, all of a sudden it gives you a status. He's saying, I don't want them to have that status, but I want to be close to it. And a task force allowed him to do that and roll it out. So he's done it, Mm. which is pretty cool. Um, So I think there's a lot of benefits. And I think it's a way to... A way to move quickly without concern of breaking what you've already built because it's communicated clearly to the business as this is a standalone project. Let's get rid of hierarchy. Let's just go quickly together. And because you're pulling people from different areas that get to work together for the first time on stuff, there becomes this culture and let's push each other on. Let's show you what we can achieve attitude, which is really positive. Really excited by it. Yeah. And and we'll wrap it up, but is it is there like a... When it comes to like timelines on these things and stuff like that, for example, would you have a task force for some for a project that's going to take six months or twelve months, or is there a is there a time limit or a minimum maximum time on these things? Um, great question. We're looking at stuff on sprints basically right now. Mm-hmm. So our task forces meet at least once a week, um, and that's because um, because there's no fixed process and. There's no, there is no process within the business, so those minds need to meet. And because we're working mm-hmm. remotely, it becomes a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, so they meet once a week, and if you take the work with Task Force, like that whole thing is going to be over within five weeks of today. Then it's going to disband, yeah. job done. Then it becomes a website service and project that they need to maintain. We've already got the process of mm-hmm. where that ends up. Um, if you look at the Tool Talk Task Force, 
that will stay as a task force until it's proven out concept where we can apply new resource to fill in gaps and replace task force members. Because for me, task force members, they're like the, going back for a war analogy, they're like the SAS. They are the cream of the crop. Okay, they are doing the hardest work and building the process. They are digging the trenches for someone else to easily walk through them. Until you've dug the trenches, you're going to be on the task force. Once the trenches are dug and someone else can come in and walk them and understand mm-hmm. them, you replace yourself and move on to the next thing. That's my analogy, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we will wrap it up and leave it there. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you have a question or want any advice on task forces or have any tip, <laughs> Google it <laughs> or have any tips on task forces or the SAS or the paratroopers get in touch you can email startupdiary at nbs.fm or you can join us over in the business owners group on Facebook just search for it business um, owners group on Facebook where we go live every Tuesday for a lunch and listen and I just want to say 12pm 12pm me Harry and Sam all get on and do a live stream in Facebook uh, and for those of you, we had uh, we had we had our pilot a week ago. Mm-hmm. We did one today. Uh, that's gone down a storm. Just want to say thank you to everyone that engaged. It's amazing the amount of people that have said, "Well, I've put it in the calendar now," because mm-hmm. Sam got all organized and made events in Facebook yeah, for yeah. it. I think I think sound it up really nicely that um, it's quite difficult because there is some good conversations happening in the group that it's quite difficult for us to all stay on top of or keep track of or get in the mix of everything that's happening in the group. So we like to. It's almost like a, uh, a weekly roundup of, of hot topics in the group. And we also have like a bit of back and forth with the viewers on the show as well. So it's, it's good fun. So head over to Facebook, search Business Owners Group and try and join us. Um, this show goes live on a Monday. So you've got the absolute luxury of joining us tomorrow if you're listening mm. to this on the day mm. this drops. Uh, so head over to Facebook, search Business Owners Group and make sure you join us. And if it is the first time that you're there, don't forget to jump in the comments and say hi. Um, from myself, shamelessly I want to ask one more thing please head over and leave us a review in your podcast player of choice um, preferably iTunes not going to lie prefer it in there because I'm trying to hit 200 um, got a goal I want to get the MBS team up to 200 reviews in the podcast iTunes he's taking his Miami when we do <laughs> <laughs> it's full of shit uh, he always tries to get me um so help us get to 200 reviews. Uh, reviews make a big difference because it helps us, one, climb the charts in iTunes and helps new people discover the show. And the only reason we care about new people discovering the show is because then more people join the Facebook group and we can make more of an impact with the community. Awesome people in the Facebook community. If you listen to this and you got this far, you are fucking awesome too. Stay well. Speak to you soon.